Chapter 3, The Great Wall Adventure When deciding, Uncle Chris pressed the transformation button on the holographic screen, and the wheelchair popped into more seats. Ellie sat to Uncle Chris's right, and Fletcher sat on his left side, while Freddie, the eldest, took the seat at the back. The wheelchair buzzed with anticipation and apprehension as Chris and his little friends braced themselves for their exciting adventure. This is like something out of a sci-fi movie. Fletcher exclaimed, his voice trembling slightly with a mix of fear and excitement. So, where should we go next? Uncle Chris inquired from his young friends. Ella, the first one to answer, lacked certainty in her decision. Um, I guess we should go to the moon. How are we supposed to breathe on the moon? Freddie tackled her with a question. I haven't thought about that, she admitted, her cheeks flushing with a sheepish grin. I have a suggestion. I've always dreamed of seeing the Great Wall of China. Uncle Chris shared his thoughts. Fletcher, who would rarely stay silent, finally favored this idea. We should visit the Great Wall of China. That sounds epic, Ellie chimed in, her eyes wide with wonder. It's like stepping into a history book. After receiving a nod of agreement from everyone, Uncle Chris finalized their plan. He took a deep breath and pressed the button while imagining the Great Wall of China. Immediately, the room vanished. It seemed as if they were shooting down a tunnel crackling with energy and swirling colors, along with several eerie voices that quickly fell silent and erupted again like a sonic boom. Then, suddenly, everything went quiet. They opened their eyes and saw a magnificent view in front of them. They found themselves standing on a bumpy road made of stones and bricks. It coiled and cobbled across the green hills, stretching far beyond what the eye could see. It was the magnificent Great Wall of China. The kids jumped off their seats and the wheelchair returned to a normal-looking wheelchair again. Wow! Freddie gasped, staring open-mouthed at the sprawling scene all around the wall. Busy sightseeing, they saw a boy, the same as their age, coming towards them. He was a local boy dressed in traditional hanfu, his eyes shining with curiosity and a warm smile on his face. Ni hao, I am Lee. He greeted them with a friendly smile and a deep bow. His eyes lit up in curious excitement as they fell upon the wheelchair. Uncle Chris nodded his head and the children returned bows. Hello, Lee. I'm Chris, Chris replied. These are my little friends, Freddie, Ellie, and Fletcher. We have come from very far. Freddie leaned close and close to Uncle Chris and whispered, We don't speak Chinese, and I'm fairly sure this boy doesn't speak English. How are we understanding each other language? With a subtle but cheeky grin, Uncle Chris shrugged his shoulders and patted the arm of his magic wheelchair. Oh, said Freddie in realization. Clever chair. Chris brought his hand forward. Lee was confused and brought his hand forward. Chris took hold of his hand and shook it gently. Lai quickly learned this new way of greeting and shook hands with all of them. He seemed fascinated to meet them, mostly because of their peculiar clothes that he had never seen anyone wearing around there. You've come at the perfect time, Lee added with a smile. Today is the festival where we honor the wall's history. So Lee, can you show us around? Uncle Chris here was so excited to see the Great Wall, Freddie asked Lee. Lee hopped with enthusiasm. Sure, he exclaimed and eagerly took on the role of their guide. This wall was made by... He chatted happily, telling them stories of empires, brave warriors, and fearsome battles. The four visitors could almost see everything happening on the Great Wall of China. 
their adventure reached its peak when the children started reenacting a Mongol siege. With bamboo swords and makeshift helmets, Ellie, Freddie, and Fletcher joined the play, defending the wall, while Chris and Lee were made the invaders. Protect the towers, Fletcher yelled, sliding into the role of a general. Charge, 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 Lee shouted with Chris half laughing, half shouting behind. We are here to take over your kingdom. Surrender before my mighty sword starts speaking. Never, Ellie called out dramatically. We'll defend our home to the last. Fight my warriors, Freddy shouted back, commanding his siblings. We must protect our kingdom from intruders. Ellie and Fletcher shouted, yes. They clattered the bamboo swords and had great fun. I wish we could stay here forever, Fletcher sighed, his voice carrying a hint of wistfulness over the sound of their make-believe battle. Throughout their trip, Chris kept eyeing the watch, knowing an hour in this world was only 10 minutes back home. They needed to leave by 10 p.m. here to return before their parents started getting worried. As the sun began to set and the shadows grew longer, Lee invited them to have dinner with him. They accepted and went to his place. It was a long day and a long walk ahead, yet no one was tired. His family greeted them like old friends. They showered them so much friendliness and affection that they felt like they knew Lee's family forever. The three children loved the food, especially the red bean buns. The flavors are amazing, Ellie said, savoring every bite. They're sweet, almost like chocolate. They're nothing like the food we have back home. After dinner, Lee's father played melodies on the pipa. Chris and the kids felt sucked into the fantasy world once again. While they were still having the time of their lives, Chris heard whispering about the wheelchair. Lee's father, who had already noticed something unusual about the wheelchair, said, Your chair is unique in many ways. I would love to know more about it. I cannot tell you. If we speak of it, things could go wrong, Chris expressed his worries. Lee's father, devoured by his thoughts, spoke quietly. Then you should leave before anyone else starts asking questions. Chris agreed due to the urgency of their return. He also remembered they had to stick to their rule of not altering the past. However, as they were speaking, the rhythmic trudge of men marching in unison could be heard from a distance. Uncle Chris and Lee's father looked at each other with concern. Lee's father hurried to the window to investigate. It looks like official delegation from the local government, he exclaimed with an armed escort. The children froze. Seeing the panic in their faces, Uncle Chris knew he had to act fast. Quickly, he whispered, we have to leave now. Lee and his parents hurried them to the back door and began clearing dishes and hiding any evidence of their guest's visit. There was no time for them to express their gratitude or say goodbye. They were moments away from breaking the most important rule of time travel. Don't alter the past and on their first adventure. Lai led them through the back alleys of the village, snaking in between builds to avoid detection. Uncle Chris was angry with himself. That trusting and generous family were now in deep trouble, and it was his fault. He stopped and turned around. I have to go back, announced Uncle Chris. But our rule about not changing the past, said Freddie, it's already broken replied Uncle Chris sternly, and I can't abandon Lai's family to suffer the consequences. They University arrived at Lee's doorstep as they were about to leave. They were interested in the whispers of a miraculous wheeled chair. Lee's father, thinking quickly, assured them that Chris and the others had already left. 
but they were hidden in their pantry the whole time. The officials tutted with disappointment as they went. They kept marveling at the ingenuity of a chair for someone unable to walk and their desire to study its design. That was a close one. Freddy whispered once the officials had gone. We can't be too careful. They returned to the Great Wall again with Lee, right where they had arrived. They bid goodbyes to their new friend. Chris told him to return to his home. When nobody was around, Chris pressed the touchpad with the side of his leg. The holographic screen appeared. Then, he pressed the transformation button on the screen. The seats appeared and the children got on. Once they were strapped securely, Chris pressed the home button. A few seconds later, they saw Chris's room again. The kids were buzzing with energy and excitement. They had visited and been part of one of the world's wonders. They had learned its history and had made wonderful memories. Moreover, they had managed to keep their presence hidden there. That was the best history lesson ever, Fletcher said with a grin. Chris said as they left their seats, history is so much more than facts and dates. It's about people's stories, lives, and experiences. Everything is unique. Every history is different. When we explore different cultures, we do not just understand their history, we connect with their hopes and dreams. Everyone agreed with his words of wisdom. Their extraordinary journey had made the kids realize something that would stay with them forever, that the world was a vast place, housing so many people. Each of them has their own stories, encounters, and cultures. Freddie, who was thoughtful of the three young fellows, said, we also made a friend today and lost him in history. This turned every face in the room sad. But think of the stories we'll tell, Ellie added, her usual optimism shining through. Lee's part of our story now, too. We never lose friends. They resonate in our hearts. They are never a part, but a part of our lives. Chris cheered them up, reminding them that friends are never a part. As they wrapped up the wheelchair, they carried the thrill of adventure, a sorrow, and a sense that they still had much to learn.